Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. I have a very special guest that I cannot wait to introduce you to. Her name is Julia Monk. She is the founder and CEO of Saged App, which is a place for all things witchiness. This is ceremonies, meditations, connecting with your higher self, all of the good stuff. If you are just getting into your spirituality journey and you feel overwhelmed, a little bit confused, alone, this is definitely the app for you. I was so excited to have Julia on to talk all things her own spiritual awakening. We talk what it's really like to start an app and her opinion on if other people should start an app or not. We talk all about Saturn return. We talk all about how to actually go after things and make them fucking happen. Julia is a really, really great example of that. Her story is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I know you're going to love her. So some updates before we dive into today's interview. I have two healing circles happening on January 1st, 2023. It's a Sunday. So that is the beginning of the year. I'm hosting two because this is a massive fucking portal. Big portal. One, one. This is all about creation energy. This is all about new beginnings. This is all about initiation. So if there are some new habits, patterns that you want to call into your life, some manifestation, maybe it's a new relationship, maybe it's more money, I would love to have you join us for this day. There are going to be two sessions, one at 9 a.m. Pacific time and one at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So hopefully everybody in different time zones is able to attend these. There are only six spots available for each session, and I am really, really excited. This has been one of my all-time favorite things inside my business lately is holding these healing circles, and it's just such a privilege and an honor to hold space for people to release their pain, for people to open up, and for people to really start to explore these different sides of themselves that maybe they're, they don't feel Feel comfortable to in other places. So I will leave the link to join the 1-1 Healing Circle in the show notes. You can learn more about that there. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Julia. All right, Julia, I'm so excited to have you here. This is a conversation I think both of us have been waiting to have for a long time. And we were just talking about divine timing and how it all works out. So I'm really excited to see what comes up today. So for my audience who might not know you yet, can you give us just a little bit of a rundown on who you are and then also the Sage app? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super glad that it finally worked out. Yes, my name is Julia Monk. I'm the founder of Sage. Uh, Sage is a mobile app really helping you with your witchy daily mindfulness. We do rituals, affirmations, meditations, all the good things. We have a huge community of people who log in every day to support one another. So it's been really, 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 really great. Uh, we launched about four years ago, actually, to the day. To the day four years ago. Um, yeah, super exciting. I launched it as a, as a side project, like a hobby thing. I was working full-time um, in the gaming industry, so computer games, mobile games, all the things. But, like, you know, and, and I loved my career. Like, I loved it. Gaming was, like, perfect for me. That's exactly what I wanted to do, all the things, until it wasn't, um, until I started having my own, like, spiritual awakening. And I'm like, wait, what? What am I doing with my time? I need to do something that feels more soul-aligned. And that's how like Sage came through and just, you know, like, how can I use all my tech skills to create something that's actually going to be helpful? And that's, that's where Sage came from. And, you know, I launched it four years ago and now here we are 500,000 users later and it's really fun and, and doing good. I love that. I love that blend of using your background and then also incorporating the spiritual component and going through a spiritual awakening. There's so many places I want to go, but 
first, I want to hear a little bit more about your spiritual awakening. What was it like? There's a lot of listeners on this podcast that have either, you know, gone through maybe like the first wave or they're like, when's mine going to come? When's it going to come? Yes, of course. Yes. I, you know, I, I didn't, I just, so long story, but let me try to condense it. <laughs> so like on paper, like, look, my life is like perfect. I have my kids. I have my <laughs> title like a vp and i'm like yeah i'm a vp my husband great relationship like we have the house whatever like all the things like check 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 but then in, inside it is like void like like depressed just like what wait what that's that's what it's this is what it feels like when you you have gathered all the things on your list <laughs> how how is it possible that you still feel eh? you know meh about everything and meh about life so for me it was really about like and it was just like this can't be it this can't be it so uh luckily for me a lot of friends in my community here in san francisco were really sort of on the front line of like expanding consciousness and like working with plant medicine or shamans or breath work or you name it we it was all like readily available here as it is in most places now too that sort of helped me so I like got in touch I tried plant medicine and that was like a really big opening for me that was really sort of like the thing that put my the passion back in my body again and just like okay thank god like there's more than what meets the eye to this world I knew it like I knew it it had to be something else yeah yeah I knew there was something else I knew there was more I knew you know and it sort of like really just sort of opened up the doors like yes that's exactly it and and then just had like these really good conversations with with spiritual leaders. Like um, I'm sure if you're familiar with Kaya Ra, um, she's really cool. She wrote the Sophia Code. She was like a pivotal person that I had like when I started like waking up a little bit. Um, and she did this sort of gathering for me and my friends um, where she would do like a, a reading on you or like yeah, you know help you sort of move through some stuff or like clear whatever. And it, you know, it, it could look very differently. Like for some people, it was like a shamanic cleansing where she would like spray and with feathers around and like clear a lot of energy. And for others, it was different. And for me, it was just like a conversation where she was able to just guide the conversation in a way that completely unblocked my creativity, um, which was just like at the end of the day, it was just like, uh, you know, giving me permission to be creative again, like somehow working in a very male dominated um, industry for many, many years had like effectively shut down my creative flow, like completely. Like it was, I just, I, I was just, you know, worn down of having been like, Oh, I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh, like, Oh, I actually don't have an idea because I need to rest. I'm like, no, you can't do that either. So it was like, this just didn't work for me. So it was sort of like, a lot of like peeling of the layers um in my awakening journey and like it look it wasn't pretty you know it was it was it's fun and it's exciting when you start on your awakening journey because you have this like thank god there's more like thank god there's more yeah. to life but then it's also like oh crap and you have to go and deal with all this shit in the closet right like i have to heal this and heal that and like do all the work and do all the things so it's definitely um it's a lot right the process and that's that's really what, why I created Sage because it's like we have an awakening, right? And it's like big moment, huge energy, like breakthrough, whatever. And then there's your nine to five waiting for you. And you'd be like, why do I have to go there? Like, how do I keep like walking on my adventure and like awakening while also sort of straddling like the regular normal life? So you'd be muggle and magic at the same yeah. time. Like, so, you know, for me, it was really about, well, let's make sure that we hold on to the magic in our everyday life and let's why not create an app then to help people hold on to the magic in everyday life so that's that was sort of like the the idea uh from which like sage sprung but yeah so yes the spiritual awakenings are great but a lot of work and can be a little scary and intimidating for sure yeah, it's like responsibility, right? Like once you see it, you can't unsee it, you can't unknow it. Was there ever a time for you after your awakening where you felt like things kind of, you know, maybe turned off, your connection with the universe kind of went away for a little bit? Was there ever anything like that for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it definitely goes in waves. Like, you know, somehow you're sort of getting pulled back into like, no, let's put you back to the mundane strain of life again. 
And that's really sort of like, you can, I can kind of play with that sometimes. I'm like, okay, sure. Let's pretend like, I don't know any of that or like none of that ever happened. Like, and I just, I just get angry, you know, like I can't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to live like that. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm going to have to, I'm not interested. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It really feels like you don't have power. Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, whatever happens, happens, which, you know, to a point, yes, the the surrender piece. But I would rather, you know, live in that world where I feel like I get to create the magic, not just like yeah, the yeah. magic is like happening around me type of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Like you want to feel like, not necessarily that you're in the driver's seat knowing where you're going, but just like that you are riding a wave of sorts. You might not know exactly where that wave is taking you, but at least you're sort of like, okay. There's a wave. You're doing yeah. something. Where's a wave? We're on the wave. Not sure what's going to happen, but I feel the energy like rising through me rather than just like sitting on the beach and being smacked by waves. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I didn't. Oh, wait. It's like, yeah, like your eyes turn away from the water and just like, right, like, right. Like a smash much, in the back. <laughs> yeah, a much different yeah. beach experience. Yes. Love to hear a little bit about your transition away from the gaming industry and when you realized, okay, it's maybe time to take this side hustle full time and what that transition looked like and also too how that was for your family. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and to start off, like it was like a miracle that I even had time to do my side hustle because, like, my youngest was like a small and like didn't sleep and my older one's like four I mean it was just like there's a lot going on and my prayer for initially was just like oh please universe help me find the time to create this thing that I need to create and I applied all kinds of magic like into the process and like chanting and just like praying to like holding space for more time to be created for me to do it which eventually happened so I was just like you know in the night working finally my kids started sleeping through the night so I could like not pass out at nine I had another hour to work or my husband would say like I pick up the kids like okay I'm gonna go to a cafe and work on the other thing so I was just straddling for for a while um but it was also like a a coach that I worked with an executive coach uh, that I worked with back then was also just really helpful in terms of like hey when you're going through like transitions like this because I told her everything like I'm yeah, I'm doing this smooth day job, but I really have this idea that I want to create. And she's like, ooh, exciting. But here's how you manage when you're going through transition. It's like, because it's, it's easy to lose interest on what you're doing for a day job. Like, you're just so ready to like bounce off of that and jump into the thing and like leave everything behind. But but she really helped me be patient and instill like a sense of processing what I was going through. So her way of looking at it is that you're straddling like the two worlds right? You're straddling your current world and you're straddling the thing that you want to dive into. But here's the thing, rather than just looking at the current one as a, as a burden, just look at it and look for the lessons that are you still need to learn. So the reason why you are currently straddling is because there's still lessons for you to learn. And that really changed my perspective and like and my situation and not being so impatient, like I can't be bothered with this BS anymore. I'm ready to do the other thing. It's like, no, I'm still learning. So what is it that I'm learning? And maybe I can learn things and apply it on my new thing. And that changed everything for me because there was a period of two years or so when I had to do that. And without that guidance, I would have been miserable, I think, doing so. Mm-hmm. But then as the universe always does, like some doors closed, others opened. And like, it was enough, tra- enough traction for my app that I'm like, I, I now dare to, to sort of do that um, full time. And then once I did that, like the energy shifted around it and also sort of galvanized and the right people came into my life and the team came together and it was just like, oh, I guess we're doing this. It's happening. Yeah. It's a real thing. But there definitely was like a lot. Yeah. But it definitely was a long period of time where like it didn't have enough users or like nothing there, but it was still, but it was still encouraging, right? Every time I felt like, oh yeah, I'm not so sure. Maybe I'll give up. I don't know. I would get like a an, an email from a user like this is life changing. I love the app. It's so good. Or like a five star review. Or like something would happen to just like keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. keep going. So that was that was really helpful too. Oh, I love that. It's it really is like you don't get the idea from the universe if it's not meant to to be put into reality in some way, right? So like every single time where you're just like on the edge of like, I'm going to give up. I don't want to do this thing anymore. The universe is like, but remember, <laughs> like this needs to exist. Like you're the person that this idea is supposed to come through. So tell me a little bit more than about, you know, 
were, I mean, I assume your family was supportive of you doing yes. this and, you know, helping you like create the time for this. What is there, is there a difference now though, in the way that they see you, your energy? Like, is this, I guess, like the path that you're supposed to be on and just the change in dynamics there, if there are any. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. My kids are just happy because I have more time for them, you know, and like in a lot of the motivation also was just like, hey, what's the legacy I'm leaving behind? It's like, oh, yeah, my mom's like a woman high up in the gaming industry and the male dumb thing. I'm like, sure, fine. Well, whatever. That's not that interesting. That's not interesting enough. And I'm like, my mom was the creator of this witchy mindfulness app that became huge and really helped people. I'm like, ooh, I'll sign up for that legacy. That that sounds better to me. So a lot of it, like initially, a lot of it came from there. And look, like I am a stern believer in like four hour work week. I'm not there yet. Like I'm not there yet, but I'm, that's something I would like to get to. So like really not work, work smarter, not harder. Um, so I have a lot more time with my children now and I get to go summer off and I can travel with them. And, you know, it's like for them, it's just like a completely different lived experience uh, rather than having to like, oh, I'll see you at six, you know, um, when I pick you up from school and then you have one and a half hour, then you have to go to bed. And then it's just, it, they're not a chore anymore. Like it's more of a joy to be a family. And then my husband has been rock star awesome the whole time. You know, he's just like. Just take it easy. It's, you you have something going on. Just like, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Um, so yeah, I feel really, really lucky about it all. And now it's just like, you know, keep going. Let's see where it goes. And is this what I'm going to do forever? I mean, I have big plans, like not only for Sage, but something that really um, resonated for me was what uh, Patagonia did. You know, like they have this hugely successful company and now they're basically giving all the profits back to to Pachamama. I'm like, but yeah, that's that's a new capitalism. So I've I knew when I launched Sage that I wanted to create a divine feminine corporate structure. I had no idea what I was talking about, but I was just like, I know, it's a, I don't know what it looks like. I just don't know that that's what it is. And I think they've really sort of blueprinted like this is what it can look like, and this is how you can do. So for me, I'm just like how exciting let's create something really successful and then like really set up a system where you know you're giving back um to to help the earth help us all survive and also um, interested in like creating um uh, venture capital for for female witchy entrepreneurs like stuff like that one of the things like early on when i launched sage i was like oh yeah i have to get uh, venture capital because that's the only way to do it and i had like i talked to a few uh, investors and they were like super aligned like on paper was of course they're gonna take like support me of course like this is like made for them but they're like nah nah we're looking for unicorns like who cares about females and blah, blah, whatever and and like maybe it's a little niche but maybe successful yeah no we're not interested and so like, wow talk about like untapped market where there's so many awesome people who are really owning a niche but that don't have that initial funding to even dare dream that dream it could be a very healthy very successful business maybe not a, a a billion dollar one but like still hugely successful so i'm like wow that's something i would like to do so like in a few years eventually i would like to to do things like that too I love that. So after those meetings, then, you know, a lot of people would be like, okay, that was straight up rejection. You know, what were, what were the next steps that you took then? And did you take more of an organic approach to then growing the app? Yeah, I did. So I just like, screw that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, and this is why I don't want any VC dudes in my company, in my energy or anything. So I'm just like, oh, thank you for telling me early on. <laughs> because Now I know I'm going to bootstrap. And I did that. I bootstrapped. And I also did like a fundraise just with friends and family. So um, that was really helpful also just to you know, kick it off mm -hmm. from the, you know, from the get go. So I would say um, that was like really super helpful just early on just like okay what how much because I, I just had like the, this belief in the idea is going to work like I was just so confident that I was like I'm happy to throw some of my savings on this like just to get it going um but the friends and family definitely like definitely helped also so yeah 
I love that. I love that. I, I really think that there's something to be said about like being scrappy in the early years of your business. Like you get creative in ways you never even knew existed. And it really does it teaches you this like brand new side of you that you maybe didn't know was there. And I I think for me, I also started out very scrappy in my business. I was like, you know what? I can solve literally any problem because I started from nothing. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you protect your energy inside your business and then also protecting the business's energy. So like you said, like, I don't want any VC guys in here. Like, tell me a little bit more about the energetic side. Yeah, so I think from... You know, I basically did almost everything myself in the get in the beginning, and it was it was just an extension of me. But now we're like a team of seven, so it's a lot of people in there, and it's a lot of dynamics, and it's a like the best team I've ever had worked with, and everybody's so positive and really, really believe in the mission and so on. So it, it's like it is this like glowing bubble that's just like it's really nurtured and really held. So like the energy of of the company as such is like that is a kind of kind of like a beehive where you have like this delicious honey being made there's a lot of people like working i'm not by all means not a queen bee at all <laughs> but we feel like we're all like worker bees and but we're all like bringing the honey like really keeping this the beehive uh, alive so that's kind of how, how we feel of it right now um i am sort of playing with like okay how can how can we extend is there other ways you know because i want to have more advisors or other collaborators and like how can we do that in a really healthy and and, and maybe different ways. So it's, it is shifting and changing with the more people that come in and also the more you know, expertise that I'm looking for to sort of add to the mix also. So it's, which is, makes it interesting. Like it's always changing going from like the one person team with like a couple of, you know, contractors to like, Oh, what's happening? And like, how can we build from there? But still doing so like in a really conscious and organic way, like, the last thing I personally want to do is to be like a CEO of a public company. I'm like, not interested. Nope. But maybe I hire a CEO who can be, <laughs> you know, a part of that. So like, it's just like figuring out like what, what's in store for the company. How can we, you know, pull a Patagonia? How can we be really intentional with like how this is working? How can we make sure that we check our greed levels at all points? Like, like, what is your number? Like, do you have a number? When you got that number, you're done and you're done. Like, that's it, you know? And just like really playing with those ideas in terms of like, how can we do capitalism in like the best possible way for like, not only for yourself, but also for, for everybody else and, and the planet. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep your frequency high then? So what are some of your either routines, non-negotiables, things that really help you to, I mean, it sounds like just being a clear channel, right? Like for whatever needs to come through, like I'm open, I'm available for it. So what are some of those daily practices for you? Yeah. So I have one uh, non-negotiable. Um, it's a very simple practice. It doesn't take more than a couple of minutes to do, but it, it's really sort of what sets the tone for me and helps me, helps guide my actions in a particular day. Uh, and it's a practice that it actually came to me like fairly recently is this woman called Lisa Miller. She's a PhD and has been um, uh, studying basically uh, the effect on the brain with people who have a spiritual practice versus those who don't. And people who are have spiritual beliefs, like either it's be religion or not religious, whatever, but their brains are way more resilient against depression and other mental illnesses. So like just, just that idea of belief, right? So Anyway, she's super cool, super awesome. And she shares this very simple practice that um, she's also been teaching to sort of the, the U.S. Army generals and stuff. Like, And it's really just to sort of try to get people to tap into better decision making. Um, and it goes, it's a visualization. And it goes a little something like this. So we can do it together if you want to. Oh, I'd love to. Okay, yeah. Okay, great. So let's start with taking a two deep cleansing breaths. And now you can imagine yourself sitting down by a table. It could be any table, like whatever table pops up in your mind's eye. And you imagine yourself taking a seat at this table. When you're comfortably seated, you invite anyone who loves you to join you at the table. And 
it could be anyone can join. Anyone who loves you is welcome to sit down with the t- at the table with you. It can be people that you know. It can be people who have passed or people you don't know. Um, but uh, whoever they are, let them just show up and have a seat. And when you can see them, you welcome them and you ask them, do you love me? And you can feel the love from them emanating towards you. And yes, of course we love you. So just feel the love from these people entering your body. And then you're going to connect with your higher self. So your higher self is you know, above, above us, right? So you can imagine that uh, your soul, your higher self is up there. And then you connect with the higher self and you ask the same question. Higher self, do you love me? And your higher self says, yes, of course I love you. And just sends a big like love bomb on down to you. And then you ask, you go even higher up and you ask source or God or creator, creatrix, whatever you want to call it. And you ask the same question, like source, do you love me? And again, you feel the love of the source energy just come rushing right through your body. And now you're sitting here, you're being love bombed from the people who are sitting by the table, from your higher self and from source. And now you just ask one simple question, and it is, what should I do next? What should I do next? You just take a few moments and get whatever comes through for you. And whenever you have a message that uh, that resonates that you want to take with you for the day, you you thank everybody who showed up at the table. You thank your higher self. You thank source. You just um, send them a big dose of gratitude for showing up for you today. And deep breath, and then you open your eyes. Love it. It's and, so simple. Yeah. It's so simple, but it's like, it's always so good. And it always gives me input ideas, things that I don't, didn't have on my list. If I would have just like, here's what I need to do today. And what I like about it, it's also like, it's about now, like, what should I do next? It's less about like this huge hurdles or things I've overcome. It's just like, today I should do this. And sometimes for me, it's just like, oh, today I'm just going to play with my little one. Like I'm not going to work or I'm not going to push, push, push on that thing. Or, you know, that I would have written, oh, I have all this to do so that I have to like happen now. And if they don't, then whatever. It's, so that's like my non-negotiable, no-brainer thing that I like to do. And then uh, oftentimes I will also go for a run in the day and I have this like practice that I um but I do like and combine my squats with <laughs> with uh, basically calling in the four sacred directions. I will like face the east and calling the element of air and the energy of a new day. And I will do some exercises in that direction. And then I will face the south and like opening up my heart and just really feeling that renewal energy of the sun like entering my body. And then I will face the west. <laughs> West is like the, the element of water and just like, how can I flow like water today? And really sort of calling in like that energy of water and flow. And then I face the North and I just, you know, it's earth, right? It's earth and ancestors. So I'm really thinking, thinking the earth for everything. I'm thinking my ancestors and I'm, you know, whatever the ancestors didn't mean for me to keep, let's, let me get rid of that. Um, so that's like a simple thing I also do just to sort of, outside ideally just like facing the four directions and just really get grounded and then uh, the visualization so those are my my favorite little rituals that I do for myself I love that it's so simple so actionable and I love too that you are 
I'm, I mean, I'm not at always a fan of multitasking because sometimes I think we're just like trying to do more and more and more to keep up with the rest of society. But I do, I, I really think women, like we are very talented at multitasking. So combining more of the physical practice with the spiritual practice and making it very intentional and allowing in that energy and also that the gratitude piece too. I think that that's so important. I absolutely cannot believe I did not know this trick before going to a retreat with one of my mentors in Joshua Tree just a couple of weekends ago. One of the girls at the retreat said I needed to try Organifi Pure, which is their lemon-flavored beverage, hot. And I was like, no way, that's not gonna be good. Oh my God, it was absolutely mind-blowing. It tastes like hot lemon tea. It is so freaking good. It's like lemonade, but warm, which right now when it's colder outside, absolutely hits the spot. I love to drink a cup before I settle into work in the mornings. This is really great for cognition. It's great for clearing up any brain fog. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like you are struggling with anxiety, this is gonna help you zone in and get a lot more clear. Thanks to the lion's mane mushroom inside of this drink mix. Lion's mane is really great for all things brain health and cognition and really helps to clear up any brain fog. You'll also get a nice boost of energy thanks to the coffee berry extract, but you won't get any of the extra caffeine. If you're like me and are extra sensitive to caffeine, I can't have more than one coffee a day or I will turn into an anxious mess. So it's really helpful to have beverages that can give you a little bit of a boost, but without the additional caffeine that inevitably causes the crash after. I also really love this blend because it has a digestive enzyme mix inside, which means that it helps you to break down any carbohydrates, fat, protein. Usually when we are having gut or stomach issues, it's due to the undigested proteins inside of the foods that we're eating. So this digestive enzyme blend goes in there and helps to break those foods down so you can feel like your tummy is happy and you can focus on the things that actually matter in your life. As somebody that has struggled with my digestive health in the past, it is really great to know that the products that I'm drinking for my brain are also doing good things to my gut. If you are wanting to try out Organifi Pure, you can head to the Organifi website. It's Organifi with an I, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, -I, and use code EXPAND, E-X-P-A-N-D, for 15% off your order. And while you're at it, you should definitely stock up on Harmony, which is the hormone-balancing hot chocolate that they have. It is so goddamn good. I have a cup every single night and my cycles have never been more pain-free. I am so thankful to Organifi for making all of this superfood stuff really freaking easy. So instead of seven different bags that you're trying to like scoop powders from, they just put it all in one. I'm thankful to have it all in one spot. Again, if you are wanting to try out any Organifi products, use code EXPAND for 15% off your order. I can't wait to see what you ordered. I'd really love to talk more about this, you know, idea of the four-hour work week. That's something that you're working towards. So for you, you know, was there a period of time where you were working a lot, like in the beginning of the app days, and then you kind of hit a point where you're like, okay, no, I can't, I literally can't work this much anymore. And then things that you do either throughout the day or, you know, maybe just building in rest weekly, monthly, what that looks like for you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I started very much doing everything by myself. Like I don't code. So I had a person help me code and I'm a terrible designer. So I had the designer help me, but everything else I did. So like all the content, all the things, the scheduling, blah, 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 making sure the customer service, like everything was me. Um, and then I'm like, wait, this is just not sustainable. Like, but I did it for probably a year and a half. Like it was all me and I, and I enjoyed it. Like I was really like feeling the app and like knowing everything, knew all the content and like really sort of was weaving the experience. And that was an important part of, of building the app and like setting the ground, the energy at that level. But then it was just like too much for me to keep track of. Like I'm not a detail person. I never was. So you know, things started going wrong. We started doing live classes and I got the wrong like Zoom link in the thing and people are like, oh my, oh my God, it was a mess. And I was just like, started the live class. Like, you know, we, we had about 200 people show up for that new moon and full moon ceremony or whatever. And I started like, guys, I'm so sorry. I really need an assistant um, to help me with this kind of stuff. And then 
two seconds later, Ava had written me an email. I am your assistant. You know, I have 20 years experience as an executive assistant. I'm a sager. Like, and she's like amazing. And she's been helping me ever since. So she was like the first one. I'm like, oh yeah, we need help. Like we need to call in the help. Like it really sort of like, you know, it's okay to call in the help, but we don't have to do everything ourselves. So it's really about like, really about allowing that uh, transformation of just like, and I, I, I had to remind myself because like, I'm like, really much, no, I'm a good girl. I can do everything myself. No problem. I don't need any help. But I literally had to like write it. Like I need help and put it on my altar. And I'm like, here, here's the universe. Like I'm asking for this. I really need this to be able to do that. So that has just been a continuous practice. Not easy. I think a lot of the times business owners, they're waiting for like, oh, when my business grows, then I'll hire help. But it's the exact thing that's blocking the growth in the first place is we're trying to be this like Jill of all trades and we're wearing too many hats. And like you said, like, you're like, I don't care about the details. Like I'm the visionary, you know, like you're supposed to be the one that is holding the frequency, holding the direction for the company. You're not supposed to be, yeah, like inserting the Zoom link into the class schedule or right. whatever it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's it's all just taking away from other things that you could be doing that are actually moving the business forward yeah exactly and and here's the thing also I didn't want to work too much like the part of the important transition for me is it's like I don't want to work in nine to five like I don't want to do that anymore so then it's also sort of yes not a four-hour work week but like in July I worked exactly zero hours zero and it was her best month yet and I'm like okay I just this business doesn't make or break with me. Actually, if I like am less engaged or like trying to micromanage or do something, the better off everybody is. Like, so it's just for me, it's just like, okay, yeah, well, my goal is more like putting like really putting goals and targets and just like, hey, let's get there. Like, let's set the energy for like getting to this thing or whatever and talk about it this way and the branding and, and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I have a, a wonderful business coach, um, Jennifer Longmore, and she, it's always like, stay in the penthouse. Like you're in the penthouse. If people are going to have a conversation with you, they got to come to the penthouse. You're not going to go down to the basement to talk about the Zoom links. Like you're up there. So that's the conversation. So it's really about constantly doing that and like being more forward facing and looking for like growth and opportunities and all that stuff. So it's exciting. You know, I like it. (laughs) I love that. I love, and what a, what a great example for people too to like working zero hours and you're like, that was our best, best month ever. Like, you know, it is okay to take a step back. And, you know, one thing too, I think a lot of people listening, you know, they might be coaches or service providers. So that might be a little bit more difficult for them because they're like, okay, well, if I take a step back and stop, you know, taking on -on one-on-one clients, like I, I don't have a lot, but that leads to the conversation then of what can you do to create some more passive income inside your business and having, you know, different streams of revenue so that you actually can take that time off. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your Saturn return. This is for me, I went through mine, I think it was a year and a half ago, and I didn't know it at the time. And then I had an astrology reading and I was like, oh, that makes sense because that was rough. Like, I'd love to hear a little bit more about yours and then also how to use that energy because a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably right around their Saturn return. Yeah, I had no idea what a Saturn return was, but when I went through mine, uh, it's just sort of like in hindsight, looking back at it, and I'm like, whoa, could life have been any more crazy? Like, probably not. Uh, but so what happened to me was like, I was living, I, I'm from Sweden. I was living in Stockholm at the time. And my, again, life on paper, perfect, like great job, awesome friends, perfect. Like really like steady boyfriend, but together for like a hundred years since high school, whatever. Like everything was like really sweet and like everything was like very predictable and pretty boring to be to be frank right but it was like a nice life you know and I I kind of freaked out when I was thinking about like what it was life going to look like when I'm 50 I could kind of see it and I'm like oh no like I don't want to know what my life looks like like at 50 or whatever like I I want adventure myself so I, I knew like inside that this is not necessarily what I should be doing but it was too comfortable for me to do anything about it right enter Saturn turn and just like shake the tree right everything fell apart so that boyfriend of mine like he dumped me for somebody else like you know I 
moved out from our house. And I'm like, what happened? Moved in with my mom. Uh, and at the same time, my older brother also like broken up with his girlfriend. So he moved back home too. Anyway, it was just like weird. <laughs> we all lived at home. Yeah. <laughs> and then I lost my super awesome job. And then I'm like, okay, well, at least I'm going to move into this great apartment that I, you know, so we didn't have to buy stuff on the black market to get somewhere to live. So I like paid this dude that was supposedly reliable to get me this. No, he gambled away my money. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like no apartment, nothing. nothing. So like everything was just like falling apart for me in Stockholm. Like there's just no, I, I mean, of course I could, I could probably, yeah, of course I could resurrect it, I'm sure. But just, at the same time, my, my oldest friend, we've been besties in kindergarten. She had just moved to San Francisco with her American husband. And she just called me up and like, just take a break. Like, obviously you're not supposed to be there to come out to San Francisco and like take three months. You always get a job when you get back, like whatever, just take a break, you know? And I did. And I, I never came back. <laughs> then I came to San Francisco and everything just like fell into its place. I'm like, got a really cool job, like amazing friends, like met my husband, like pretty fast. It was just like, and it, it felt like expansive and fun. And, and like, you know, adventurous. And, you know, I never really, I wasn't super committed to, to what I was doing. I'm like, another year, another year, we'll see how it goes. Another year. It's been a long time now. <laughs> <Still here. laughs> uh, my mom's still waiting for me to come back, you know, but um, too bad. I, so for me, it was just like going through the sudden return. It was just like, it felt so hard. Like before things like the light at the end of the tunnel, right? And I'm just like, wow, if I had known that there is such a thing as a sad return and how good my life was going to be after going through it, I wouldn't have been so distraught. And so that's kind of how I like to talk about sad return, because if you're going through that, like, you know, maybe if you, everything's falling apart, maybe it's for the better. Maybe there's actually a reason. <laughs> maybe it's time to take that next step. Maybe it's time to take a chance or try something different. Like, so for me, it was just like, I could never have imagined that my life was going to end up this way. You know, I had no idea and I'm just so grateful for it, but it wouldn't have had happened without the shaking of the tree and all, all the things. Right. So it's just, so when we are in the middle of the storm, rather than feeling like despair and like, I can't believe this happened to me. Why, why, why? It's just like, also ask yourself like, Ooh, I wonder what's next then. Like, okay, so it wasn't that. So what is it then? And like, be curious about what's going to come through. I think that knowing what I know now, I would have been much more curious mm -hmm. during that time rather than this like despair and heartache and oh my God, it was so hard. Um, so yeah, so that's just my invitation to people who are going through Saturn returns. Like, just be curious about what it is and have hope and faith that you're just going to end up on a very different and much more awesome trajectory. Mm -hmm. It is really that concept of like, we have to release before new things come in. And the release part, not always easy, certainly not comfortable, but like it has to happen. We can't just like keep piling more on the plate. Like there just, there isn't room for it at a certain point. So I'd love to hear a little bit of the trajectory that you have for Saged App. Like what's next? What are you excited for? What feels, you know, expansive for you? What direction are you moving in? Yeah. So, you know, we have the app, right? Sage Step is awesome. It's really helping people out in the day-to-day, -day, like on their spiritual journey. So that feels really good. We're going to add some new features to it. We're going to add like an Oracle deck so you can pull a card every day. And I love that. Like that. Yeah. So that's always fun just to get some more like guidance and making it a little bit more like personalized and tech witchy in that sense. So that feels really good. And we have started another business line also, which is our ritual boxes. So we have subscription boxes that uh, go to people's homes, which include like items that you need to do a ritual. And then also we have a live rituals to help people get through it and introduce them to all the items and how to use it and so on. So those are awesome and, and doing really well. So that just launched a year ago, but it's growing fast and we're really excited about that. And then we're also going to have, we also have workshops and courses and just building more and more and we want to move towards probably in-person retreats and things like that also at some point so it's good like it's always it's like one thing that is the sage is like constantly evolving and constantly transforming and just finding finding new things to to create 
yeah, that in-person aspect too. I just, I mean, there's not much that can beat it. Like, yes, it's like awesome to have a community of people online, but then actually getting in front of people and being in their energy and just like, it's just, it's, it's so special. So with these subscription boxes, you know, I think that that's a really great way to help people kind of like ground down, like bring it down from the universe and actually be able to hold physical items and start to connect with spirituality in a different way as well. So what are some of the types of rituals? Is it like new moon, full moon type of stuff? Like what types of rituals are you helping people with? So we've done a whole host of different ones. Every month is a new kind of ritual. So this month's box is all about gratitude. So we have a gratitude ritual and it's also one that is clearing energy in your house to really sort of make room for more gratitude and sort of get rid of anything that's sort of holding holding back what needs to come through in your home. So there will be a bunch of different things in there that's going to be like cleansing herbs. We have like a besom broom for you to sort of sweep your home. We have uh, different kinds of herbs to burn. We have we always have a crystal in all of them to sort of help infuse the home with more better energy. So that was that one. The next one is going to be a manifestation one. So it's also about like putting it for the new year and everything. So like putting down your intentions and then running a manifestation ritual around that. We also had about the moon. We've had on Mercury retrograde. We've had a witchy one. We had a sensual one. Like we have all kinds of ones. And they're really fun. And just your point also for since the app is just so virtual, you know, yes, we do some live classes and such in person, but for us, it was really important to also connect down with physical items to really get that grounding, right? So it's like, yes, and and also have these things. You have crystals in your home, like, you know, they're bringing down the anchoring your, your energy into it, into your house. So that's really, really important also. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice decorations yes, that too. <laughs> to, have, to have after. And I mean, for me, when I like look at my crystals sitting there, it is honestly this reminder of like, you need to slow down, like being present in the moment, because a lot of the times we're just on autopilot, right? Like we're not meaning to be, but it's just like that nice little reminder. So what would you say to somebody who is maybe looking to start an app? I have a lot of clients that are like, okay, I have all of these great ideas. Like there's, you know, there's apps that are kind of close, but they don't quite hit it and they kind of want to do their own thing. What would be some of your guidance or first steps to somebody who's interested in going that direction? Uh, first step is don't do it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, all you uh, want to be app people. It's really hard, you guys. It's tough. Uh, not only to build something that's good quality, but there's so much uh, out there. Like there, the competition is fierce and it's you drown, you drown on the app store unless you have something that's hyper unique or unless you have like a pre-existing community on your social or your email, whatever that you can tie that into. Or if you have unlimited funds and so you can like buy a ton of ads to drive people, that's great too. But it's not easy. Like, I think we were lucky because we launched 2018. There wasn't that much spiritual stuff, but like now it, it's a lot. So I just feel like, yeah, it has to be pretty, pretty different. And also like finding, and it's expensive, right? To build, unless you can code yourself, building an app is going to cost you a ton of money. Like even if you go to India or whatever, a low cost, you know, developer country, it's still going to set you back. Like we're talking probably $250,000 if you want to make something significant so just like you know take that in direction so, yeah so i i for me if i would have done it differently i had this like hebrews like belief in myself that i could create something engaging because i've been doing it for like a long time already like in the gaming i knew a lot of stuff and i didn't necessarily apply all my learnings in there because i didn't want to create like a a, a thing that would suck people's time which I had been guilty of doing as a game designer, right? So like I wanted to give people their time back and just have like, this is just five minutes. Like you're in, you do this thing and then you're done. And that's it. So, um, but if, you know, so my advice would be like, if you really want to create an app, make sure you have a huge following either on social media or whatever, somewhere that you can then upsell into this where you think that you can monetize them better. So but you need, it's a volume play, like apps are volume play. No one's going to pay more than 13 bucks a month or like 70 bucks a year for an app. Like, so you can't, you can't make a shitload of money 
why do we're French unless you have like intense volume. So that's just how it is. So um, they're fun to do. They're expensive to do uh, and they are hard to grow. Mm -hmm. Is it because of your background then that you chose to do something like an app versus like a membership on more of like a website? Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, in hindsight, I could just have started like with a membership and done that. But I just, it was just what came through for me. It's just like, oh no, I know how to build apps. Like I can do that. And that's something I, I had to do. But like, it could just as well have been done with like Thinkific or Kajabi or like whatever in terms of what it is. Because in the beginning, it didn't even like do that much. It was more just sort of a blog thing. Um, so there's other like cheaper ways of doing that than, uh, than an app. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Like maybe it just needs to be in a little bit different of a format or yeah, just yes. the, the idea yes. is there, but it needs to be presented in a different way. Um, I love that. Thanks for being so real about that because I think a lot of the time, you know, I, I don't have any experience building an app and I'm like, well, you know, I know it's going to be time consuming. I know it's going to be, you're going to need to have funds for it, but beyond that, I'm not really sure what it is entails so I'm glad that you were able to share that yeah and I would just invite anybody who wants to build an app and have questions about that feel free to reach out to me um I'm happy to help you know advice on that kind of stuff like yeah that would be that would be my pleasure you know Julia's not gonna bullshit you um (laughs) she's like no this (laughs) isn't this isn't the direction (laughs) she'll let you know so let's talk a little bit more about plant medicine. So I'd love to hear if this is still something that is part of your journey, if that was more of like, you know, what opened up the doorway initially, if this is something that you still integrate and use. Yeah, so it started uh, when I did it first, it was really just like, oh God, amazing, amazing, this is the answer. But then also as you go through it, you realize like it's not a silver bullet, right? And it's all about the integration and like, for me, it's been a lot about integrating lately. So I lean less on, I don't lean on, on plant medicine. I think in the beginning I did. I'm just like, woohoo, like this is crazy and great. Yeah. And <laughs> so many learnings and like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And then it's sort of like, no, you need to like take the learnings and integrate them in your life. So that's sort of the phase I have been in. Um, I think I'm always going to I have them be part of my life because once in a while it's good with the course correction or dropping mm-hmm. in with that kind of energy at this juncture it's much more like the the challenges like so then how do you live that how do you live the experience how do you come through as a person that you want to be and that's the hard part like because <laughs> you're still a human you're still stuck on this planet <laughs> you know <laughs> and like how do you make the best out of it Right. Yeah. I mean, when I talk to you, I can, I can tell from your energy, you are, you are quite relaxed. Like you are very surrendered. And that's definitely something that I've been interested in, in helping me get there is the plant medicine. I've been thinking about it for a while. I've never experimented with it or anything, but I'm like, Ooh, I wonder if that could be the thing that like, actually, you know, like I can sit here all day and be like, I'm so surrendered. But then, you know, like we go and do things that are like, okay, clearly you don't trust the universe. Cause you're like still working on your computer or sending emails. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm curious about it in that sense. And just feel like after talking with you, I'm like, okay, I feel like your energy probably shifted quite a bit after that when you start to like see more of what we're living in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You just sort of see the programming and the things and what you, you know, you might not want to be a part of anymore. And also where you need to send the healing to yourself and to people in your life. So I think that I had, for me, it was, you know, transformative uh, from my whole family yes and um yeah no I think it's been is that why I'm relaxed probably (laughs) I don't know (laughs) you could just be also a very relaxed person but you're also very ambitious you know what I mean and that's like a very I think rare combo is that like I want to do this thing I want to have it exist in the world but also like I'm unattached to when it happens or how it comes through yeah, I think that's the importance, right? Like, I'm pretty impatient. Like, for me, a lot of it has been like, come on already. And it's yeah. done yesterday. <laughs> like, we need to send 500 emails this one day. And it, rather than just like, oh, it's okay. You know, this can be a stretchy experience. And that's actually something I'm more and more like leaning into. Like, it's okay. It doesn't have to be uh, like a major success tomorrow. Like, that, it's okay if it's like down the line. And, my uh my Patagonia thing might not happen tomorrow like it's like 
right, it's going to happen, but like, when is it? And I think that's, it's really liberating also. I mean, as long as you're like, you are at a place where you're surviving and thriving, that's good, right? But you, you're not sort of like, ah, I have to have my face over the, the water or the, uh, mm-hmm. so, but yes, just like, hey, if, if we, you know, we're, if we're lucky enough, then we hopefully have long lives that, and we can fill a lot of experiences within this long life. So really like looking up and this is really for me like looking expanding my time horizon a little more than I normally do mm-hmm. introducing some breathing room and then also that allows you to rest even more too because it's yeah. not like this like okay yeah it needs to happen tomorrow type of thing when in fact like that slowing down is what allows us to accelerate the experience but it doesn't feel like that in the moment so before we pop off I would love, love, love to hear what something is lately that you're either working on releasing, letting go of. Maybe it's, you know, a pattern or a habit, or maybe it's just anything anything that you've just realized, oh, this is really sucking my time lately. Oh, sucking my time. Um, oh, what look here? I'm calling in somebody who can come and take over creating ads for my company. <laughs> <laughs> one of those things that it's just like I know how to do it and I'm doing it but I'm like oh, I'm calling in somebody else who's like really good at it and who loves to do it it's gonna go amazing so that's a big thing for like professionally then on like a personal level um I lost my stepdad in August um he was like had Alzheimer's and whatever but it's also just like integrating grief into my life and just like just feeling what that just sitting with the feeling and the love and and all the things. So just really letting that take the time it needs to take, which has been, he's the first one who's like super close to me. Like he was my stepdad since I was nine. So it's just like, this really, wow. Just experiencing that and like not being like, Oh, I have to like file that away as an experience is completed. And it's been three months and I should be feeling this way or that way. And just like, no, I'm just sitting with it. Um, so that's, that's another big experience and learning and which also sort of, you know, you're putting your like spiritual journey into place, right? Yeah. At the end of it, we pass away. Like we're not going to live forever in this body and on this planet. So it's just like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> you know, and how, how does that feel? And like, how it's easy to just like, okay, yeah, okay, but your soul is eternal. We'll meet again. And like, yeah, but this experience, like living in this body, in this lifetime on this planet is complete. You know, and that's, it's deep, it's deep Uh, and yeah, and it's rich. So yeah, there's lots of things swirling around. I love that. So, okay. Last question is what's something that you're really into right now? This could be a book. It could be a TV show, maybe a documentary, just like anything that has really caused you to be like, oh, okay. Like that, that kind of changed things for me. Yeah, I would have to say the book I've read about from Lisa Miller. I think it's called the, what is it called? Something, something brain. Oh my God. Can't think of the name right now. Oh, Google it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, It's been really great. And just like, you know, how there is enough data accumulated over a research period of 20, 30 years, just like really showing that there is, it's clinically proven that a spiritual practice is good for you, like good for your mental health. So for me, you know, running a, a spiritual mindfulness app, I feel like that has been really rewarding and just like, wow, this is like amazingly cool. Because normally I could be like, oh, whatever with a like statistically proven blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Like I don't even go that way or talk about it that way. But then it's like, well, it actually is also. <laughs> so it's not great. <laughs> so I think that's something that has been really into lately. Excellent. Okay. So where can people find you? Where they, where can they connect with you? I'm going to put all of this in the show notes so that people can just head right to the app store and find Saged app. And start yeah, just, totally. Just open up the app store and type in Saged, S-A-G-E-D. You can find us on Instagram, Saged app, one word. Um, that's basically where we spend most of our time. We're also on TikTok, Saged app there as well. Uh, but the, the, entry way to hang up with us is really through the app and then from there you find everything that we're doing in the universe that hopefully you get engaged with it it's really fun i love that so much thank you julia for coming on the podcast for sharing everything and i know people listening are absolutely gonna love this thank you so much for having me 
A huge thank you to Julia for coming on to the podcast. I am so, so happy that we were able to have her on. The girl speaks her mind. I absolutely love it. There is so much transparency and value in what she shared today. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Go ahead and tag the Saged app on Instagram at Saged app and tag me, Expand with Chelsea, if this is something that resonated with you. I would absolutely love to see it. If you haven't yet left a rating and a review for the podcast, you can go ahead and do so on iTunes. It only takes a couple of moments and puts a lot of good karma out into the world, right? Like if you're somebody that's wanting people to buy your products, it's good to show a little bit of love for the things that bring you value. Hopefully this podcast does that for you. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you to Julia for coming on the show. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I will talk to you next episode.